everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Today, we're talking with River Fair, who works with a wide variety of clients, helping them chase radical integrity. He touches on a topic that's near and dear to my heart, which is the idea of sustainability. How do you sustain results once you've leaned into a health effort, whether that's health around your body or your spirit or your relationship? You know, sometimes we have these mountaintop experiences and then we come down and how do you actually you know, keep it going. Um, we have a bit of that conversation. I think it's fascinating. Join us for this uh, very cool chat with River Fair about what it means to pursue wellness and to sustain it. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Hi, River. I'm Zach. Hi, Zach. River, Zach is my buddy. We have been recording our voices for six years. Are we on six years? We're five and a half. Five and yeah. a half so years. Call it six if you want. And, um, we kind of have similar styles when it comes to working with couples. He's also a couples therapist and highly trained in the Gottman method. I'm excited to see where this conversation goes because I told Zach last night, Hey, we got an interview. Ta-da. I hope you're available (laughs) at 10. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. I, I have to say River, I was reading your bio and and okay, I have to, I just have to ask because Zach asked me, he said, is River his real name? Is this all real? And then mm. as I was going through your website, you have books that are penned under a different name. And right. I was like, what is that all about? Was this part of your metamorphosis? Yes. River was my middle name. And then, and so L.R. Hardsong was my author name. And that's what I used to do all the video symposiums on and my blogs and everything else in the past and oh. until really last year. So yes, Laura, part of the metamorphosis, you know, heart song was a name I had taken in my early twenties. I'm, I'm adopted. So that's part of that. You're not my family mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, but as a 50 year old heart song, just no longer felt aligned. Okay. And, um, so that, yeah, complete name change, but I had been going by river for years. So it's just river fair. Got it. And it, it is the sort of like, well, yeah, these books are under a different name, but the new book will be coming out under my new name. So there we have it. Wonderful. What I think is cool about it is, you know, sometimes people have names that I've recently learned by doing crossword puzzles are apt, A-P-E, A-P-T, like Usain Bolt, who is the world's like fastest uh-huh. man as a sprinter from Jamaica. His last name is Bolt, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. or you have like Sally Ride is the, like this astronaut who's got like the best astronaut name ever. Yeah. But um yeah. Then you have a guy who's like kind of in touch with what seems like harmony and heart song and spirit and, right. you know, kind of the universe and, for years. And then his, uh, right. his name is river. And I was like, is that like, did you get born with that? Yeah. Or did you get to, cho- I mean, like, <laughs> I, that's amazing. I used to say to people, <laughs> yeah. the sixties were very good to my parents, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> which allowed me to kind of sidestep it and just end conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Right well, on. Let's just kind of, I'm going to dive in um, and introduce folks why why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Awesome. First of all, we, we talk to our audience members and we basically say, audience members, it's not a game show. Listeners. Well, listeners yeah. <laughs> that there is a whole our lot people. of different avenues to receive help. And we are just one avenue. And we find a lot of people either like they pick up a book, they're reading self-help books, they're, they're seeing a therapist, they're listening to a podcast, but you- and a small group at their church. Or yeah. They have oh, a, totally. You know, 
you know, there's a lot of different ways to get support and help. And I wanted to introduce folks to you to understand how you're supporting other people and your work. So that's how I'm just going to segue is that this is a different avenue. It might resonate for you um, as you're listening. So I just wanted folks to be aware of you because you are so special. And I don't know. I don't I mean, I know that I have a just a feeling of. I don't know how to put it, but it is, it's palpable. When you are in the presence of river, you, you change. I don't know how to describe it. Cause you guys are buddies, right? Like you like meet in the parking lot or something that you have like, uh, (laughs) well, we met up for coffee. Yeah. Um, and so that was just, uh, we, you know, we run in the similar circles here in bend. And so, uh, yes, that's what I meant. I didn't mean like you guys had clandestine meetings (laughs) in the parking lot. (laughs) So you gave me a title. You said you're a holistic wellness and integrity coach, radical integrity coach. What does that mean for hmm, probably 10 years, that active part of my work or a significant portion portion of it has been what I would have called soul coaching, soul based coaching. And a lot of that came out of my first book, The Bones and Breath, um, which we could loosely categorize as a men's soul book. Mm. Uh, it's not I always say it's cleverly disguised as a men's book. It's really for everyone. But but men need a lot of help. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that launched my sort of if you will, sole purpose coaching. And Mm. that was my focus for some years. Um, And then I went through a mysterious health crisis, uh, Mm. which took everything offline and put me on a very different journey, um, really to heal my own body and get get back online. Uh, Soul and health are not separate as, as I have said for years, you don't have a soul and a body, essentially have a body soul. And if body shuts down, everything shuts down, which was my case. And so my coaching evolved to reflect my personal journey back to vibrant wellness. Uh, My Mm. tagline for the coaching for a long time used to be fusing vibrant health and soul, because Mm. that was the outcome of my journey. Before that, I have, um, I'm a somatic based somatic-based trauma therapist. I've been a body worker. I am an intuitive. That's kind of the chosen word these days for people who are clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, the clairs, the clair people. (laughs) And intuitive, sensitive, empath, those are kind of interchangeable words, but I think Mm -hmm. there are some differences there. So that evolution of coaching really to help people come into vibrant wellness like, what if that's simply your sole purpose? We get hung up on this. And what is my sole purpose? And that was my work for years. And a couple a couple of years ago, it kind of occurred to me, well, what if, what if your sole purpose is just to be the most luminous, radiant being you can be for no other purpose than being alive? And most people are very far from that mm. because as you and I have touched on, Laura, pretty much everyone is stuck yeah. on all different mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. And when you're stuck... That's a very difficult place to find your way to anything close to radiant. Mm -hmm. So my work now, largely Mm -hmm. as a holistic coach, so that the holistic part, holistic wellness is essentially teaching people to regenerate their body and brain, which Mm -hmm. is entirely possible. Your, Your cells are doing that all the time. 
in, once you switch on key pathways, really it's, it's functional medicine in a way. Once you switch on key pathways, your body moves into that active regeneration mode. You can entirely regrow new brain really in six weeks if you have the right conditions set in your body. Wow. So that's part of it. My, this radical being vibrant wellness program that I work with people, but the radical integrity piece is how do you come into radical integrity or core integrity in all levels of your life? There, there are some really notable integrity coaches out there. Martha Beck being one. She's, she's Oprah's life coach, if you want some credentials Whoa. there. And she has a, her most recent book is, I think it's called The Way of Integrity, which mm -hmm. is pretty much the one self-help book that I recommend to clients. But <laughs> What was the name of the author again? Martha Beck. Martha Beck. Okay. She's a best-selling New York Times author and Oprah's bestie. Cool. Cool. <laughs> right. That, that, that counts in my book for yeah. sure. Sure. Her most recent book is The Way of Integrity. Great. And so there are integrity coaches out there, but I don't know anyone who's bringing these two aspects together. All right, your integrity, but also what about your vibrant wellness? If you're yeah. doing a lot of personal self-actualization transformation work, kudos to you. But if you're in a really low level of health, or what I call most people, the false zone of health, you're essentially symptom-free and you're like, yeah, I'm healthy. I'm healthy enough. Mm -hmm. Likely, most of your systems are actually way out of equilibrium, and you might be surprised at any moment by a big diagnosis that suddenly came out of nowhere. Or yeah. even if that's not what's coming down the tracks, you're likely a good ways off from radiant being. So I work in this very holistic way that is really working with people's belief systems, because mm -hmm. that's mostly where people are stuck. Mm -hmm. But also, mm -hmm. let's regenerate your body and brain. Ooh. I'm completely fascinated by all of that because Excellent. I was just, I definitely have been on this, own, like this journey over the last few years. And Laura and I were talking about it a little bit last week. I got sober a couple of years ago and my body is a different body. I live in a different body than I did um, three or four years ago. And I don't, it's confusing. It's like, Oh, how does this work now? And how does it work? So I'm like hanging on all your words because mm -hmm. I think there is something really, I, I'm learning in a way that I didn't believe in before that it all is connected and that the body is actually a really big part of it. And I wonder what you say to people who might be listening or even to a guy like me or old me or whatever, who goes, Oh man, this all sounds like a bunch of well, malarkey. It sounds, it's just sort of like, it's not like, what are you talking? Like, how do you help people mitigate some of the, I think the cultural resistance to having any of that be meaningful. Do you know what, do you understand the question I'm asking? Well, what I hear is how would I address someone who's really in resistance mm -hmm. to essentially yeah. what I'm offering here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, good, good reframe of my own <laughs> awkward question. <laughs> well, re and resistance is the tar pits for most people, really, yeah. along with that unconscious belief matrix, as I call I'm it. I'm obsessed right now with Stephen Pressfield. Do you know his work on resistance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know his work. Stephen yeah. Pressfield. Who's Re Stephen Pressfield? We've talked about him, Laura. I'm, we're the trying War to get him to talk Art to us. Is his most yeah. recent book, and yes, he yeah. talks about the the alternating of resistance and grace, which yeah. I, I feel yeah, I I can align with that. Resistance and grace, resistance and grace. Mm -hmm. the The short answer, Zach, is actually it's an interesting question because that hasn't been my situation. No one who approaches me is in resistance. By the time People they find their sure. way to me, they're like, okay. Even yeah. if they've just watched my introductory webinar for the course, something in them is intrigued enough to think this guy has something. I'm not sure what it is, um, 
and but or somebody else has recommended and said, yeah, you got to work with this guy. Uh, yeah. So it's not something I encounter, but um, in terms of at least working with me, but I in multiple ways that I work with people in one on one coaching or some of the other work that I have done in the past that I'm sure we'll find our way to here in this program. Um, you know, there is that element of helping somebody simply identify resistance. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I hear there is a lot of resistance or doubt. You know, so mm -hmm. that would probably be the point where I would start about what, what about that feels that's not possible. You know, I, I hear in there a belief that there's a certain reality that's possible and reality is entirely subjective. You know, the kind of consensus reality is there's somehow this inherent reality that's scientific and that's the real reality. Your perception determines everything. Yeah. Everybody's reality is entirely different. So, but when we're stuck in that certain place, this is reality or that's not, mm. you know, that can't, you couldn't really regenerate your body. I hear that that is your experience. We've talked a lot about the sin of certainty, mm -hmm. sort of how, mm -hmm. you know, right. sort of locks you into this like mindset that you, you've got it all figured out and that maybe actually keeps you from discovery or keeps you from transformation. So I, I would totally concur. Everybody is trapped by their beliefs, whether or not they realize it, even very mm. expansive beliefs that's still limiting your reality in a way until you begin to recognize even that very expansive thought, well, that's actually just a belief. Even my mm -hmm. belief in, say, material reality. Okay, none of us can say what consciousness is or prove you're even having this experience. But that's my belief. Mm -hmm. You go down a whole wormhole there with belief and reality. Yeah. I bet. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Laura. I wanted to tell you about a sheet set that has become a recent addition to our family. So I have been limping along with just a single pair of sheets for my king bed for a couple of years now. And I am forever grateful that Cozy Earth sent me a pair of their deliciously luxurious sheet sets. A few things that are super important to me when it comes to sheets is whether or not they're going to be able to handle the wear and tear of my family. Cozy Earth sheet sets come with a 10-year product warranty. I didn't even know that that existed for textiles, so I'll take it. Second, my bedroom is notoriously warm, especially in the summer months, and this bedding is temperature regulated. It's great for hot sleepers. What I love most about Cozy Earth, though, is that I feel like an absolute princess slipping into these sheets. They are silky. They have a sheen. It just feels like I don't have to be ultra delicate or protective with them, and I'm not compromising on the luxury. Do I love them? I sure do. Check out Cozy Earth. It's a great time to peruse their sleepwear collection as well for a little bit of luxury for the moms in your life. So Cozy Earth has provided you, our listeners, with an exclusive club. You get 35% off their entire site when you use the code MTR for Marriage Therapy Radio. So go to Cozy Earth and check out their luxury bedding and the Mother's Day gift guide. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is that talking through the stuckness, when we were talking about just the people in Bend that are referring people to you, a lot of times you're getting the hardest of the hard, like the, the most stuck, the most, you know, just folks that are really caught up in that certainty, that linear, or I guess just very, um, I don't know, like black and white thinking and, and the way that you described some of the work that you have done in the past, either with your own belief system. I wanted to dive into that. Like, how do you 
how do you get folks to move from a place of stuckness to having more openness, I guess is the only way to put it. Uh, It's just, I was really intrigued by some of the work that you have done on yourself as well as in the past with others. There's kind of two tracks there, Laura. There's the work that I have done for some years, um, which I'll answer that first. Mm -hmm. And the, like the current coaching work that Mm -hmm. they are, they are quite different, but the, I'll first pick up the thread of the people who, who have been referred to me for some years through, through a wide professional network of therapists and psychiatrists and mental health, um, functional medicine people, doctors, networks. I I kind of inadvertently built this professional network here in Bend Mm -hmm. related to my former work with, um, I don't like the term psychedelics. I think Mm -hmm. that is bogged down in, in old dogma and baggage and radical hippies and sixties and whatnot. Um, in theogenic work is kind of often the more chosen term these days. Okay. Um, and that certainly has been part of my own journey. And for some years now, uh, many years, I have worked off the radar, under the radar, so mm-hmm. to speak, sitting with people um, using various, we'll just call them medicines as a, just a mm-hmm. kind of catch-all honoring term. Great. Um, and, and in that, I'll include, I, I have never worked with the synthetics, um, but... and. The, just the quote plant medicines, even though like, psilocybin isn't actually a plant. The, the mushrooms are their own genus; they're their own world. So, because okay. um, <laughs> if you've watched this, The Last of Us, you know that they are <laughs> going to come and get us all. <laughs> right? They're, they're going to save the world, um, yeah. or at least the environment, or something. Yeah. So yeah. that Laura is the work you were partly referring mm-hmm. to, and in that, um, the people who found their way to me, and I, I maybe here I'll just say. You know, I have transitioned away from that work almost entirely to my current coaching and Mm -hmm. for some reasons, multiple reasons, which we can touch on later. But yes, the people who are seeking the quote psychedelic assisted therapy are very stuck and or in their sense feeling very broken. Mm -hmm. And often those are wedded together, uh, stuck in their deep, whether anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. um, trauma um, and they have often spent, you know, 10, 20 years in therapy. They are on or, or have been mm. on pretty much every medication and nothing has worked. Right. And often um, a lot, there's a lot more awareness right now around psilocybin in mm-hmm. particular, but all of them, ayahuasca and other, largely thanks to Michael Pollan's excellent book, How to Change Your Mind, mm-hmm. what the new science of psychedelics is teaching us about whatever, I can't remember the whole title, but Anxiety, <laughs> Depression, Trauma, Death, Dying, and Transcendence. Yeah. A remarkable book. He's done a huge favor, I think, with that. Um, and most people who found their way to me have read that. And they're thinking, oh, if I switch on my brain neural network, which is what we know all the psychedelics do, that they do more than that. But that's the key sort of element that gets the focus of the medical industry, that mm-hmm. that potentially loosens my anxiety or depression. And that can absolutely happen. It's bigger than that. But so looping back to the question, how do you help people get unstuck with that type of work? It's the experience itself. Mm -hmm. The they're in a 
larger awareness, a non-egoic state. There's, you know, a firestorm happening in their brain of new neural connections. And simply in that, possibility can open. But the medicines all work differently. And some of them, particularly psilocybin, tends to show us things in a different light. Mm -hmm. And so people see... There was, I'm thinking of one gentleman who had a very powerful experience. And at the end, he was saying again and again, this journey, it took me back into a memory of something and then basically said, now look at it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like dipped me in again and again. And these, all these situations in his life that confirmed he's broken, mm-hmm. all the things his wife says, you're broken, all the things mm-hmm. that work, you know, I'm a very broken person. And his experience in the medicine kept saying, Look at it another way. Here's the other side. Mm-hmm. And he came out of that experience saying, I- I'm not broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is epic. Mm-hmm. That is the beginning of a global shift. And, and, and that, I'm not helping people shift the belief matrix. The medicine itself is doing that. I was mm-hmm. just holding the container and helping with integration afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. jump briefly, quickly to... Please. The eight-week coaching that I do now, that's much more, medicine is not involved with that. Um, It's legal in all states and countries. Mm -hmm. And that's more the one-on-one coaching after they've watched a masterclass on belief or or, or whatever the various masterclasses are there, then helping them identify. Do you see that that right there, that limiting thought Mm -hmm. that whatever life should be this way, or my husband should be this way, or I should be this way, Mm -hmm. insert endless list of limiting thoughts there. Can you see that that's a belief? Can you know that that's absolutely true? No. What if it's not true? Yeah. Well, I'm just really intrigued by the idea of using medicines to open up your mind to kind of, like you said, see something from a whole nother perspective or point of view that you may not even have access to in just your everyday living I'm super into that. We have an interview actually coming up right after you where we're interviewing a gal and she uh, talks openly in her book about her experience of using uh, psychedelics in order to sort of reconnect with a whole new experience of spirituality that she has never been able to tap into growing up in her LDS faith. This is the way that she had faith and belief system. And it took a moment with her and some medicines to be able to kind of unlock and see it from a whole nother point of view, but blow the doors off the church. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) And I love the idea of having something else to be able to give folks where they say I've done absolutely everything and I just don't have hope there. I've lost complete and total hope that medicine's going to work. Therapy's going to work anything and saying there might be something else out there for you. And again and again, that's exactly what people say. In the years of sitting with people and, and couples and groups mm-hmm. and, uh, and having worked with different medicines on that own journey. And it started with my healing journey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, when everything shut down, not to go down that path yet, but I was led to an ayahuasca ceremony and w- underwent the biggest healing of my life that night. And this mm-hmm. is someone who's been an alternative healer at that point for more than 20 years. So that put me on a journey of basically apprenticing to the medicines and Mm -hmm. healing my own body, getting clear Mm -hmm. because the medicine basically said to hold this work for other people, you have to get clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was the initial bit of a journey there. But Mm -hmm. the thread there that I wanted not to drop was that people have this experience and particularly with the larger experience, they often come in in that place of total desperation and 
it's impossible to give numbers, but I would say probably 25% of people undergo a literally life-changing experience. It initiates mm. a global shift for mm-hmm. them. 50% have some measure of change, uh, maybe even somewhat radical change, even if it takes a while to identify what that is. Mm-hmm. And probably 20%, usually people with the milder experiences, feel that not much has shifted. Hmm. But for those people who have come in very desperate and have had the shift, or they say often, you know, my life isn't perfect now, but I have hope. Mm-hmm. I have hope for the first time. Mm-hmm. And like somebody who has intractable depression right. or, you know, has been suicidal their whole life, for them to say, I have hope for the mm-hmm. first time. Again, that's that's epic. I get chills coming up my neck with that. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the reason why for so long I remain dedicated to that work. It's like here. Yeah. You know, this this may just I, I I always told people this is not a magic wand. Right. We still have to do our work, but it can unlock the door that you've been unable to unlock any other way. Yeah. Can I ask a question about that and I have a specific couple in mind and I, and I think I just, I'd like you to just make me smarter, but <laughs> basically they, they were stuck. They are stuck. They continue to be stuck. They, they circle the wagon, circle the wagon. They have had two experiences of being absolutely enamored of one another and releasing the kind of the, the barriers to trust and to intimacy. Both of them were on these retreat, these sorts of retreats that you're describing. Um, so they, they, they champion this as a, as an experience that has been transformative and they have a hard time sustaining it when they get back into their like regular life. I guess I'm like, in terms of the make me smarter part, like what's happening for them. And then what's the part that they can cling to, Yeah, you know, next. Does that make sense? It's a super, yes. And it's a super question. And I think it's kind of at the crux of this work as it comes forward and more and more people are, Whatever, hearing about ayahuasca or psilocybin or, you know, MDMA, psilocybin work and other things. Um, and they, you know, are able to have an experience, whether that's, you know, in the States kind of covertly or they go somewhere to have it. Um, there is a momentary, uh, momentary I think, uh, potentially lasting, but there's a shift in the beliefs. What we know happens, I'll make a little detour here, Zach. What we know happens with even a small amount of these substances is they interact with a very specific receptor in your brain, in the the serotonetic network, and then it unlocks this mysterious experience. And even Western medical science can't say exactly what happens. After that docking point, the magic key, this thing happens. And in, in Western science, mainstream view of reality, your brain creates consciousness. So in the Western view, this experience, the quote, psychedelic experience, because your brain generates consciousness, this is just in your head. It's essentially just in your head, a hallucination, hence the term psychedelic. Another view of reality, I would say kind of a a quantum, a mystic, uh, spiritual, if you will, that's not a word I use a lot, but is that your brain doesn't create consciousness. Consciousness is Consciousness is everything in the quantum field. Your brain just helps you download it somehow to have this Mm. experience of consciousness. Mm. And so in that regard, you take this substance and the Western says, this is just something happening in your head. The more mystical quantum view says, somehow your 3D filters of reality drop down and you experience 
the larger quantum reality as it is. And that is a non-egoic state. So everybody is trapped in their ego constructs, right? The story, here's the story, you know, I'm an abuse survivor, my parents are alcoholics, whatever that story is, the ego's construct that's keeping them stuck along with belief network. And in these experiences, that ego construct can unwind, expand, or be temporarily obliterated even. <laughs> and part of that's what's happening in the brain. The default mode network, which has a lot to do with our personal identity, sometimes called the me network, is quieted down. Thousands of connections are happening that aren't normally connected. The ego essentially disappears for that duration. And so there's a moment there where we're free of all those the nets, I say. But most people are just entangled in nets, right? And so this couple, they have an experience in medicine. And for briefly, they realize, wow, we deeply love each other. We're just tangled in our shit. Mm -hmm. You know, and this or whatever we see, wow, I'm just, they, we see the ways we're stuck in our patterns. But they're not able to sustain it. And part of that is integration is very important. And a lot of integration, a lot, a lot of retreats and other places, it simply isn't offered. You know, people used to ask me, still ask me, where would you recommend I go in South America to, quote, have a, quote, authentic ayahuasca experience? I, would say, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that because, A, first of all, authentic, traditional, these are, yeah, I won't even go down that path. I <laughs> Made largely, I wouldn't recommend it because there will be little or no integration mm -hmm. and the lasting changes come from integration. So I think this couple, they go and they have their powerful experience like many people. And then the weight of our patterns slowly creeps back in. We step back into our quote default life as mm -hmm. the burning man likes to call it. You know, we're back in the world and, and the patterns, we fall back into those very well-worn grooves because there isn't, and integration and ongoing support. Mm -hmm. And so I also think that it, this is never, even with an off the charts experience, a once and done experience. We all have so much work to do. We all have so much to clear. There's just so much stuff under the trap door, right? <laughs> down in the cellar, mm -hmm. dead bodies and everything else. Who knows what's down there? And that is an ongoing archeological, archeological excavation, right? Our personal mm -hmm. archeology. span and the medicine can be a fast track to that in the right setting with the right facilitator and the right integration. But we still do our work. And there's a lot of that sort of ego trap, I think, in the medicine field. I've seen it. Oh, I'm doing all this work because I sit regularly in ceremony or it's, and it's that the work happens also outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. I know a woman who's claims to have done a hundred ayahuasca journeys. And she's one of the most, this is my judgment for the day, most neurotic, <laughs> self-centered people I've ever met. And I think, how could you have done a hundred journeys and still be this entirely self-obsessed and completely neurotic? You haven't mm -hmm. done any work. Mm -hmm. You've had big experiences, mm -hmm. but you haven't done any work to integrate what has happened in that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Zach has been <clears throat> talking about integration the last couple of podcasts. And so I think that the, this just makes a whole lot of sense. And I'm wondering if folks can do their own journeys and then they come to you for the program of what do you do with this belief system? How, what, like maybe you have this more awareness that you didn't have before you're feeling a little more uh, unstuck and then it's where, how do I integrate or how do I, 
move that belief system where it's going to be more sustainable? Is that where your program would come in, where they're able to work with you through coaching? Yes. And, and there's, there's kind of two offerings on the board. One that's not really advertised. What, mm-hmm. In a sense, what you're talking about there is an integration coach. Yeah. So for years, I've been not only the facilitator, but mm-hmm. also the follow-up integration coach. Mm-hmm. But I do offer that and have offered that for people who've gone and had an experience somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then they're looking for, how do I integrate this? Yeah. And that's essentially, it can be a one-off or an ongoing relationship. If And, and that would naturally dovetail into my eight-week signature course as well, That's yeah. you know, which isn't about medicine, but it really is all about integrating because... You know, the work for all of us, our primary relationship is always with ourself. Mm-hmm. Even in a deeply committed relationship, you are, you know, I've, I've been with my partner 30 years. And yet in life, no matter how deeply you're connected to somebody, you're still alone in your personal experience of how you meet every challenge. And it, it all support is wonderful, but ultimately... <laughs> The only life you can save is your own. I've said that for a long time. And that your primary relationship is with self. And that's really what integration is, you know, coming, deepening this primary relationship with self, untangling the belief net and finding ways. How do I, okay, there's this new possibility here. You know, I see it moments and how do I, how do I keep strengthening that? Mm-hmm. So that I can change and be that person uh, than the one I've been stuck as, mm-hmm. and the one that you know is really stuck in my you know most important relationship you know with my marriage. But how do I how do I make that change? And the medicine uh, is is can be hugely powerful for couples. I worked with a couple who came nine times in a year. Wow! Almost every month, um, and they and they will be the first to say. This saved our marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> and this has launched us on our, on our, both our individual journeys because they were at a point, it's like clear they love each other deeply, right. but they're, they were really stuck in the pattern of just endlessly wounding each other. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you guys could be lifers, but you got to stop wounding each other. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. You've hurt me. I'm going to hurt you back. You've hurt me. I'm going to hurt you back. So, and that actually was something that they both felt like they were able to shift because of what came up for them in sessions. Mm-hmm. That kind of like seeing the different way. Well, I see the pattern where he triggers me and I just got to wow, come back. And what if I don't, I don't want to do that because actually I love him. Right. And so this, the deep kind of insights that came, yeah. and their relationship now is a quantum leap beyond when they first came to me and I was like, Oh, I'm sitting with the Bickersons today. (laughs) (laughs) And boy, and now I like, wow, this is a really, this is a really right on couple. Mm -hmm. We, we talk about, uh, in therapy, sometimes it's a, a lot of what we're doing is this, these behavioral shifts, and then we might get to the cognitive shifts, but really what you're talking about is that deep, deep shift that's happening internal and, I think that just sounds amazing. What kind of what I'm imagining is just gr- building up your team of support around you. A lot of times people try and just do muscle it alone, muscle the relationship yeah. alone, figure it out by themselves, read the book, 
But I love the idea of if you're feeling so stuck, if there needs to be transformation on a deeper level, I think you would be a phenomenal person for folks to connect with and do some deeper coaching with. I'm into it. I think so. so too. <laughs> you're like, yes, Laura, I'm glad you're seeing it. <laughs> that is what I do. I help yeah. people get free into yeah. a lot of different ways. I mean, yeah. I have transitioned away from the medicine work, mm-hmm. even though that is becoming legal in Oregon. There's mm-hmm. a whole political thing around that. And that's partly why I've stepped away. Mm-hmm. But there are infinite ways to get free of that net. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, needing resources, needing options. And you know, again, you mentioned the people and they've read the book or how to communicate with my partner mm-hmm. or, you know, learn some emotional attunement or practice nonviolent communication. Mm-hmm. But often in a lot of the self-help books, it it just layers on another belief. Like, this is how my relationship should look. Mm. And that in itself can be a trap. But yeah. sure. Right. You're trying to get to this idealized notion of how, you right. know, your partnership or your sex life or whatever else should be. And that might not be what's actually right for the two of you. Mm-hmm. And, and you're trying to achieve this thing as opposed to what's what's genuinely authentic here that supports both of us. Mm. I had that conversation yesterday with a couple and they just asked me, she asked me straight up. She goes, is that, is that what I should be doing? Is that what you're, is that what you're supposed to do? And I was like, well, the second I hear should, I go, no, yeah. Right. Yeah. should means you're wrong. <laughs> like right. it just means that there's some other, you know, because again, it's back to the sin of certainty. And I think, I think for me, what I'll take away primarily is the idea that, yeah, like there are just different strokes for different folks. And for some people, what they do need is AA or some people need right. psychedelics or some people need would you call it neothetic? Is that the word I'm supposed to integrate? Mm, as, as opposed as to psychedelic? Theogenic. And theogenic. Right. There's a lot of new words out there. <laughs> I'll have to find the new words. Because I want Gnostic. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to respect that. But, you know, sometimes it is a small group at your church or it's therapy or it's a self-help book or maybe it's a podcast or, you know, and I think I'm just really fascinated by the idea that w- there's not a way, right. you mm-hmm. know. Exactly. Repeatedly, people will come and they'll say, well, what do you think about this? And I say, if it works, use it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a client who's uh, just finishing the eight week coaching with me. And she actually, once upon a time, came to me for um, the psychedelic work Mm -hmm. and had, she was Mm -hmm. one of those people who was at the end of her rope. Mm. She said, you know, if this doesn't work for me, it's electroshock therapy. A woman with a lot Mm. of trauma who's basically lived like 25 years of her life in an activated fight or flight response, massive trauma. Um, in a way, barely functional has been on every medication and you name it and Mm. therapy for years and came in that really desperate spot. And she was one of the first people who afterwards said, I have, I have hope. Mm. And again, that the, her experience was that she's not broken or not Mm -hmm. in the way that she thought she is, but, and she is not at all a sort of new agey type person. She's at best, uh, a cautious skeptic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she had this confession the other day that um, working to just our eight week program in our one-on-one session. And she mm-hmm. said, I've been listening to this podcast and it's channeled. And, and she, and she was all this, like, didn't know she wanted, I was like, you know, nothing sounds out there to me. Dear. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, <laughs> and she said, you know, and, and I'm trying to just hold this space for it, but I, but it's helping me. Mm. Great. Cool. Let's yeah. use it. Yeah. Okay. It's coming through a channel, channel message from her. Great. Awesome. Let's write it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and sounds like the 
door of your reality is opening a little wider. Okay. Wow. When we open to possibility, possibility opens. Love it. Mic drop on that. I Okay, so River, folks are going to want to know how they can find you. What's the best way to connect with you, find out about you? Also, you have a book that you mentioned that is on the horizon. What is that about? Well, and I guess I when I hear more to you, but like speak to whether or not, is it for individuals? Is it for couples? Do you have oh, offerings for question. both? Neither. Like what's like, kind of what's the envelope of, or maybe the, uh, the, yeah, the envelope of what you have. Super. Well, the first place to find me, the best place to find me is go to my website, which is riverfair.com. And I'm imagining that'll be somewhere on the information around your program or to yep, show notes. F is in fabulous, as I say, A-I-R-E, River Fair. The information <laughs> is on there with my eight-week signature coaching and testimonials and whatever. And there's a, a webinar there that you can watch that kind of gives an overview of what that program is. So that's how people would find me. Um, I do have books in the past written under my old name. Mm-hmm. And, and that's on your website. A, right. That's on my website. I am currently in the process of circulating a new book to literary agents. So that's a, there's something on the horizon. We're just going to sit tight with that and hold that positive intention that the right literary agent says, oh yes. Yeah. That's, oh, that's very cool. Um, for your question, Zach, the, the, the coaching program overall, Radical Being Vibrant Wellness is not designed for couples. Um, it's, it's really an individual. I have done that as a group and I probably will do it again as a group. Um, and that's the one place that kind of couples could do that together. Um, the, so I don't have a per se couple offering as I've transitioned away from the medicine work, the medicine Mm -hmm. work, I sort of grew into that doing it with couples. Um, but that's not an offering on the table at the time. Okay. Oh man. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad to know about your work and I'm going to definitely check it out. So I appreciate uh, getting the opportunity to speak to you. Thanks for coming I'm in and hanging out with us I'm delighted for the opportunity to come on and share so just different tools for people. Right? Yeah. And next Thank time you, you're in, in Bend, Zach, we'll meet up and you'll be able to feel the energy. In the parking lot. We'll like, park- we'll like find it. We'll pick a random parking lot. Bask <laughs> in the river glow. Somebody put <laughs> the it. The river right? glow. Okay. Oh my right. gosh. I love that. <laughs> I will land this plane. Thank you, River, so much for coming on the podcast. And I hope that our listeners take advantage of you and your resources and all the things that you're offering. And kudos to both of you for just keeping this going and giving people options and tools to Mm -hmm. get unstuck and move to that higher, better place of love and relating. Yeah, It's ultimately all about love. I feel that. Mm -hmm. But we're just stuck in our various ways. So giving people ways to get unstuck is what my work is and really what your work is. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Let's keep doing it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And so fun. We have just had like such a fun variety of uh, folks on the podcast. And I just really hope that this resonated with some of you. If therapy, the traditional route of therapy is not your bag, maybe working with River might be something that really will stick with you and help you to get unstuck. You can find River on his website, River Fair, R-I-V-E-R, River, and then fair is F-A-I-R-E.com. 
Um, we also mentioned a couple of books, which is kind of fun. So I just wanted to reiterate these books. One is The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck and Michael Pollan wrote the book, How to Change Your Mind. These are two books that were recommended by River. Um, and so I'll just put that out there if you are a reader. Thank you for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.